Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I looked at him as soon as he got home and I said, do you want to divorce me? Do you want to leave me because you think it's my fault? Oh, oh God. God. I said, it's Ooh. my fault. I was here. You weren't here. I feel really good about it. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Hey, Carla. I feel like having what is that thing called? Your this is like my husband. The, <sighs> that, that thing? How no, dare you? No, it's like the you. program to the funeral, the pamphlet. The, what do they call that? The funeral leaflet. Yeah. The I don't know. Anyways. But who laminated it? The funeral home did. Oh, that's nice. For yeah. my dad's funeral, I just got about thirty-five thousand of them. <laughs> They gave me all the extras, but then they laminated one just oh. to have. Yeah, that's nice. And one of my child has bent it. Of course. Of course. Kids are the worst. Right. How was your week? Oh, awful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, mm, I don't know. Like, so bad. Girl, what's happening? Like, everything. All the things. Yeah? Everything bad. Yeah. Tell me That's about it. it. How about you? Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Nobody wants to know the details. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. I need to go kick some 13-year-old butts. For legal reasons, that is a joke. Yeah. For legal reasons, no child will be harmed by our hands. Oh, and there's bullying happening with my oldest. Yeah. It's gotten really bad. Uh, we had to take a trip to urgent care because... We thought their hand was broken. Yeah. On the same day, I had to go to the school for parent-teacher interviews where they want me to get my youngest screened for ADHD. But it wasn't just like a, hey, like, come in for a parent-teacher interview. Like, right. me and you. I walked in. It was the teacher, the teacher's aide, and a counselor. And I ambush. was like, well, this is an ambush. <laughs> Did you feel like you were on intervention? A little bit. I was like, what is happening? And they were just happening? like, come in, come sit down, come sit down. And it wasn't like out of the blue. Like I know that the, like me and the teacher have been talking about like some of the things, but she wasn't like, we're going to have a parent-teacher interview with me and you and two other people. Right. Right. So I just left urgent care. I just left you at urgent care with yeah. Adrian to go to the school. My fragile, like my mental state was already yeah. very fragile because all week I've had to like. I worked all week. I had had to leave work multiple times because of things happening. Yeah. It's just been stress, stress, stress. And yeah, so it's fine. Like manageable if my child needs help, if my child needs something, like yeah. I'm going to do what they need. I myself am getting tested for ADHD in two weeks because I feel like that's something that I've been struggling with forever but yeah it's just been a lot and then while I was at work on Friday my kids called me to tell me that our storage room was flooded how did they discover it Adrian was looking for their Pokemon cards oh and went into that room and there was water all over the floor yeah it wasn't actively leaking but there's water all over the floor 
there's a water stain on the ceiling. My dishwasher isn't working properly. It's not draining all the way. And the floorboards in front of it are like buckled. (gasps) So like something has happened. Yeah. And I'm just afraid that it's my fault and I'm going to have to pay like thousands of dollars to get it fixed. Like how? I don't know. Yeah, that's your luck. I have five children. I, you know, maybe something got shoved in there. I have no idea, but they might pull something out of there and be like, this is your fault. Yeah. It's just not a fun thing. And I didn't win the Flames 50-50 last night. And so my life is ruined. What's that? So the Flames are a hockey team. <laughs> okay, I hockey, follow. They do they get they do 50-50 tickets at the Flames games, but you can buy them even if you're not there. Uh-huh. And the jackpot last night was over $300,000. And so you get 300,000 or you, no, you get, get half, which is fine. I'm not yeah, greedy. No, that's great. I can, yeah. I'm not greedy. I can take half, but I didn't win, so. <sighs> yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, my week was adequate. I don't know. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't think anything really overly exciting happened. I didn't cry a ton, which is always refreshing. Okay. Well, you did have your friend call you when she needed to go to urgent care, just like you you said. So I, oh yeah, because last week I got so mad at you for not calling me when you had to go to urgent care. And so when my phone rang, you bet I answered on the first So I was like, Adrian. Break your hand so I can call Carlin. Yeah, we need to put her to the test. <laughs> I think she was lying. See if she and like see if she's really gonna do guess it. Guess who's going to the school meeting with you Wednesday? Yeah, we're gonna get Gay all dressed up in of, our oh, pride gear. You don't even know the half. I'm of making it. you a T-shirt that says Adrian's gay aunt. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna have some sort of like hat that every time the principal says something is gonna shoot rainbow confetti. Out yeah. Of it. And we're going to pull up and the song is going to be that like, da-na-na, 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 or like Lady Gaga. That's, maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll find ways of working lyrics of that song into our conversations. Yeah, I like, I love I'm that. Like, you know what? No matter gay, straight, or bi, <laughs> transgender, <laughs> lesbian, lesbian life. life, we're on the right track. <laughs> and I'll be like, baby. <laughs> They were born this way. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's. Uh, well, stay tuned. We'll make a TikTok about it. Oh, of course we will. Yeah, we and don't do anything quietly. <laughs> no. Oh no. I don't know what's really going on. We're getting. I feel like it, the weather's getting nice, and I'm yes. getting excited to like pull out our patio furniture. Mm-hmm. You know. Have some BBQs. I'm yeah. going to show up with the kids like every day and just be like, hey. That's what? fine. We have a driveway with chalk. We have a driveway? Yeah. With chalk. Carling, my God. I know. And we have so many parks around our house. Yes, you do. You have lots of schools. I school just want parks. you to like come over with the kids yeah. and they can all run through the neighborhood. Yeah. Do what they do. And we'll be out back. You know what I discovered the other day because I was really stressed out and I was really tired. I made myself a crystal light. It's like a crystal light orange flavor with caffeine. Oh. Then I added Malibu. Yeah. Then I added grenadine. So it was oh like God. It was like a caffeine Your poor heart and liver. It was great. It was caffeine, sugar, alcohol. I felt amazing. Was that yeah. yesterday? Oh, that was yesterday. See, I'm so good. I don't remember. (laughs) My God, our friend Jana came over and hung out with you yesterday. Yes. So I, 
on Friday, I wrote an email to you. Yeah. That was almost all in capital letters. Yeah. The first three sentences. It was a lot of screaming and a lot of like, I need help. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't blocked me yet from any of your emails or social medias because you're tired of me. But you put a call out to our friends and Jana came over and she helped me in the house because I need my landlords to come figure out what's going on. My house is trash. Like I have been grieving and depressed and dealing with children and stress and everything. So I've not been keeping up with the house. I've not been getting the kids to keep up with the house. And it just got to a point where it was just like out of hand for me to just do on my own. Yeah. So she came and helped me clean a bunch of stuff. She was like, she, she just got diagnosed recently with ADHD and she's like, I don't know anyone else who could have ADHD more than you can. Like you're like, she just had to keep like focusing me and like, She's like, every time I see you wandering around, I'm going to, like, tell you. She's being very mean, but also very Well, there's a reason we call her ruthless. No, I know. She's ruthless. Yeah, she'll tell you how it is. She'd literally, like, put her hands on my shoulders and be like, Michelle, (laughs) this is what you need to do now. I'd be like, okay. Oh, my God. And then while I was out, she called in reinforcements. (gasps) Yeah, so she looked out on my deck and saw how much, like, garbage and recycling was out there. Yeah. And put out a post about it. Like, didn't she didn't, like, call me out. But she just said that she needed help with like a it recycling. It wasn't from Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> she found the third flat cat and she was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, she called out for reinforcements to help with the recycling. So Georgina and her wife came over and cleared I'm sorry, off. was this a lesbian couple? Yeah, you've met them before. I am shooketh. When have I met them? You met them when we were at the river park, like at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, did they adopt a kid? No, they had. Well, yeah. So she adopted. Georgina adopted her third. Yeah. And then her and her wife have a baby together. Oh. I know. So stinking cute. The baby was at my house. She is adorable. Amazing. But yeah, they came and took all the bottles and recycling for me. Wow. I know. So that was a huge help, too. That's amazing. And then I was motivated to like... Literally filled the back. I drive like a Nissan Armada, so it's big. Like, yeah, you can hold a lot of stuff in there. I filled up the back with like all this stuff to go to the dump and just like drove to the dump and got yeah. rid of it all. So it was good. I feel like I just have to note I had to work a 12 hour shift, and that's why I wasn't. Did there. you? <laughs> I was actually just lounging right? in my backyard, right? Sipping mimosas. <laughs> I like, was working. Screw that girl. I've helped her enough. Yeah. But this is why I could not be here. Yeah. No. It's It was good. Amazing. I was going to talk about our Patreon. Oh. We have a Patreon. It is a paid subscription. Mm-hmm. And the easiest, best way to support the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Probably not the easiest because you got to subscribe. I mean, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Okay. The easiest way to support the work we do is just like tell everybody you know about yeah. this podcast. Share it. All download of those it. Things. Yeah. Download it. Yeah. The next easiest. The more challenging. <laughs> yeah. The next level two. Yeah. Is joining our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And when you subscribe, you get access to over 53, might be 54 now. You'd think I would check. But Who knows? Bonus episodes that you'll never hear on the main feed. That's amazing. And we got some real serious topics. We talk we about do. your life. We talk mm-hmm. about my life. Mm-hmm. We've had guests tell their craziest stories that mm-hmm. for legal safety reasons have to remain on the Patreon. And 
And learn- then we talked about the things that annoy us. Yeah, and, and irrationally embarrass us. Embarrass us. Yeah. Yeah. And that was we, a funny episode. Yeah, a lot of people said they could really relate, which was Absolutely. so funny. Yeah. I like doing those lighthearted ones. Yeah, I do too. There there's a good break yeah. between all the And we talked about how tragedy. you almost <laughs> killed your mother. Oh yeah. She was choking on a peanut. Well, I didn't feed her the ice cream. Right. I didn't like shove it down her throat. Your mom was choking on a peanut and you asked her to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that sounds really bad. You it know what? If you want the me, full story, you got to sign was, up for Patreon. I don't know if this makes it better, but it was also my dad and my brother. Right. Who were annoyed by the coughing. For sure. <laughs> it wasn't just me. My God. So everybody should sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. Or in the show notes, there is a link. Uh-huh. And this week we talked to a friend that we met in 2007. Oh my gosh. I, I was going to say for how many years, but I hadn't, I couldn't do the math. That's that too many years to figure out. Um, Yeah. A friend that we met at work. Did I meet her at work? I guess I worked there too. You worked there too. Okay. I'll take it. And I mean, I maybe I met her and then introduced you and then you started working there. I don't know the full timeline. I just know that we had yeah. a lot of shenanigans yeah together there was some drinking there was oh yeah went to everyone each other's weddings yeah you guys went to my wedding which is a joke and a half right but anyway sweet jen was like has had so much happen in the last 10 years yes and her outlook is phenomenal so without further ado do do you do without you know what here it is bye (laughs) bye Yeah. We can barely do this. Yeah, this is like our little fancy setup. I like it. Thanks. It's cozy. All right. Hi, Jen. Hi. (laughs) We're so like, we never do in-person interviews. Oh, sorry. No, this is great. (laughs) Could you leave? I (laughs) never on the corner, so Yeah, we're like, yeah. Yeah. Although I didn't know your house number. I know. I was like, like, I wonder if she knows my address. And then I phoned Matt and I was like, Matt. Answer your phone. And he wasn't answering. He was like, I'm just going to park outside of the general proximity yeah. of where I think she is. Yeah. And we'll go with that. Maybe someone will text me when I don't show up. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's interesting because when we thought about doing a podcast, we assumed we would only do in-person interviews. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. So now it's weird when we do, like, maybe this is the, oh, maybe it's like second or third in-person interview. Yeah. Yeah. That we've done. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to have you. We have known each other for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Since 2007. We've been to all of our weddings? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm divorced, you're a widow, yeah. and you're still married. I'm so Good job, Jen. <laughs> Look at us. Yay. <laughs> what a funny, and they don't they say like one in three there you go. marriages? We are the statistic. You win the prize. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. I maybe don't know. not. Yeah. <laughs> My God, but we all used to work at a bank together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I Crazy. still work at that same bank. I was yeah. say, yep. No, no, no. comment. No. <laughs> that is so funny. I know. It is funny. Where do you want to start with your story? Well, we can start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So I have technically five children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This story is going to revolve around my first child. Her name was Lily. And I had her on... Oh, birthdays are really bad for me. Oh. She, no, like remembering. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, not like yeah. not emotional. Heart, like yeah. more like a who's is where. No, yeah. yeah. I thought year? Kate was born in 2013 for a really long time until the doctor told me that she was born in 2014. And I was like, oh. The okay. years are really bad. <laughs> yes. Like the years. And yeah. I always loved Lily because she was born in 2010. So she would always yes. turn the age yeah. of oh, the yeah, year yeah, she yeah. was in. So that's I was like, yes. I perfect. Exactly. <laughs> how old you are. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's handy. <laughs> so... I had her July 29th at 2010. She was my very first baby. Matt and I got pregnant right after we got married. Mm-hmm. And we were very excited. Although I was not super excited. I was having a girl first. Yeah. I really wanted a boy first. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the ultrasound tech said it was a girl. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> she was like. Matt's like, she's fine. It's good. She's just... She's just processing. It's fine. Bawling outside of the ultrasound. Oh, no. (laughs) Matt's like, it's okay. Like, Yeah, you're going to have more kids. And I was just like, oh, my God. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I have a girl. Yeah. And great. Yeah. So, anyway, we had trouble conceiving William, which is my next in line after we had her. So, I didn't have William until 2013. Yeah. So, it was about three years that it took for me to get pregnant with him. Mm -hmm. Well, not three years, I guess, two. But anyway. A while. Yeah. I mean, it was like first try Uh, with the first one. And then... So we had William. So he was about, he was 18 months when all of this happened. And something you guys know is that Matt works away. Yeah. So he worked two weeks in, two weeks out at this point. So he wasn't home a ton. Yeah. And um, I still worked and I had my kid and then I had another kid and then I got pregnant with Thomas. So one evening, Lily had been not feeling great for like the whole week. Yeah. Sort of like she felt kind of off Mm -hmm. and you know, she had like the runs and the sniffles and you know, no fever, nothing like that. And then she spiked a fever one like afternoon ish. And I said, you know what, this has been going on for a week. So I think I'm going to take you into the hospital. Mm -hmm. So we just went to the high river hospital. That's just where I go. Mm -hmm. That's where I had all my kids. That's where I, like, everybody knows me in there, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'll just automatically, I don't go to urgent care, I just go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And was Matt home at this point? Nope, Matt, Matt was away. Home. So you have three kids. Nope, I got two kids and one in my tummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's like, just a lot to maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> why did you do, why did we what do that? What is happening? <laughs> so, oh, that's right. And so we're in the hospital. And I have an 18-month-old, and I have a sick three-year-old, well, two-year-old, and you're just kind of like, well, so they admitted us and said, you know what? She's just dehydrated. So they kept us and she was taking, drinking water. They gave her some Tylenol and said, you know what? Like we were there for a couple of hours, I think. And her fever came down and, you know, she was drinking her water, keeping it down. And so they were like, I think they're just, she's just going to be more comfortable if you go home. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it would be good if I went home. Yeah. I don't really enjoy hospitals well, I know no. it's kind of it's ironic because you're a nurse dumb. or you're like, going to school to be a nurse yeah <laughs> I don't like hospitals yeah. 
I, like I don't want to stay in a hospital. Right. Let's just exactly. say I can work in a hospital. It's not a destination. But I don't want to stay there. Yeah. Well, especially like, when you have like I've brought my kids to the hospital where it's like one of them is <laughs> sick and then you've got the other ones and you're trying to you know entertain the other ones while well, you're listening yeah, to the doctor. Yeah, and you're not really yeah. listening. Yeah. So exactly. Of course yeah. I wasn't really listening. So. Yeah. Anyway, so we go home and uh, my sister came down with me because I needed a hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so. She's like, well, do you need me to come and over and stay? And I was like, no. I'm like, I'm like, you're just going to put them to bed. I need to get to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let you know how things are mm-hmm. in the morning. So... Was it late at night mm-hmm. now? Yeah, it's like 11. Oh, yeah. And so put everybody to bed, made sure Lily, like, he, so we have a cup at the hospital and it was full of water. And he said he, she needs to drink this before she goes to bed. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, it's just water. So she's drinking her water. She got all her water down, and I put her to bed, and I put William to bed. Yeah. And uh, I woke up at <clears throat> around 3 a.m., and I think this might be a mom thing, but when you know something's wrong, you sort of just, or something's going on, mm-hmm. you just inherently kind of don't really sleep, but you wake up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I woke up <clears throat> at 3, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go quickly check on her mm-hmm. and see if everything's Okay. So, weird thing about this is that I had, I don't want to say a premonition, but I had a feeling Mm -hmm. that something was wrong. Yeah. And so, I was already prepared, and it sounds really dumb, but I was already prepared to, like, to find her. Yeah. So, I walked in, and her feet were sticking out of her covers, and I touched her feet, and they were cold. (gasps) And I was like... Okay. Yeah. So run downstairs, grab my phone, like my phone, and I phoned 911. Mm-hmm. And I said, my daughter's dead, is all I said on the, oh my when I phoned God. <clears throat> And I said, my daughter's dead. I need somebody to come and help me because my daughter's dead. And the, <laughs> the 911 operator's like, okay, well, I would like you to try CPR. And I said, oh. so you don't really understand... She is dead. And, like, like they have to is, do that, right? She is like, dead. Yeah. I've heard that even if you come across a dead body, yeah. it's like 911 is like, we need you to try to revive so, her. So, I had to take her out of her bed, put her on the floor, and I'm doing CPR on my daughter, who has clearly been dead for, I'm going to say, at least three hours. Whoa. And so, she's like, well, is anything coming out? I'm like, she's not choking on anything, if that's what you're trying to get to. Yeah. yeah. She's gray. And, and I, so how long did it take for 911 to get there? So I don't really know how long it took, to be right. honest. I said, I got to let you go because I have to unlock my door. And so by the time they got there, like, she could hear the sirens. So she yeah. said, I'm going to let you go. This is, like, now just before 4. And um, so I have all these things outside of my house. Like, I have a fire truck. I have two RCMP officers. I have an ambulance. All these people are coming into my house. We listen to enough true crime that when you say, my kid's dead, Mm -hmm. there are so many things that could be going on. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Oh, God. Fun, fun part. So everybody's in, and they take me out of her bedroom, and they start working on her, whatever they were doing. And I just, I, my neighbor actually was on duty that night and he's an off RCMP officer. And he said, well, I heard the address. So I stayed, like his shift was ending. Right. So I, I stayed to come because I heard the address. Yeah. And I said, well, I appreciate that. I mean, but he said, we have to do now we have to do hard stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. I looked at him and I said, so she's dead. Right. Oh my God. And 
he's like, yes. And, and are like, you in shock? Are you crying? I'm not, are you... <clears throat> I'm not really anything at the yeah. moment. I think I'm, like, shaking, yeah. and all this stuff is all happening all at the same time. So I think that you get closed off with all of the sensory, like, things that are happening, and you yeah. just kind of... You just kind of shut down. You, you have shut to. Shut everything Your body, yeah. out. And so this female RCMP officer comes up to me and says, okay, well, I need to take a statement from you. And I said, okay. So I sit down with her and um, she's asking me these questions. And she said, okay, so we took her to the hospital. What was her temperature? What was it? And I was like, I don't know what her temperature was. I don't remember what the doctor said to me. And she looked at me and said, so you don't remember what her fever was at. So you don't remember what the doctor said. And I said, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't even know if they even told me. Mm -hmm. So like, and also my daughter's dead. Like I'm not running through statistics in my head. So I honestly, I know that they're doing their job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, and I had to be interviewed three times to make sure that my story was corroborated all three times. And And you're alone and and that's not there. Have you called Matt at this point? Well, so I know you guys haven't heard this whole, so no, Matt's at site. He was actually supposed to come home that day. And so I give my statements out and they interview me and whatever. And so I'm trying to get a hold of Matt. So the thing with Matt is that he likes to use things until they're very, very broken. Oh God. And so his ringer on his phone didn't work at that time. Matt. So (laughs) I'm phoning and phoning and the RCMP are phoning So they were going to send, because he's up north, so they were going to send Fort McMurray RCMP to site to tell him what was going on. Because we couldn't get hold of the guards. We couldn't get a hold of anybody. So finally, Fort McMurray RCMP kept phoning the guard shack. And finally they get through. And so somebody let the camp know. And finally I got through to Matt. And he answered his phone. So... And I'll never forget what I said to Matt when he answered the phone. And I said, so the ambulance is here and the RCMP are here. And I said, so I just want to let you know that Lily, she died last night. And he was like, what? And I said, well, I'm just trying to be matter of factual here. Are people around you watching you? So I went and hid into my laundry room and I had to make all these calls because I was supposed to work. So I had to make all these phone calls. And so I said, I, the RCMP doesn't want you driving to the airport. Mm-hmm. So you need to find somebody to take you to the airport so they can change your flight. Because he wasn't supposed to come home until that evening. And he said, okay, well, I will go and find somebody. I will pack my stuff and I'll get to the airport and see what I can do to get home. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was where we kind of, le- I kind of left it, you know, and then it was phoning Matt's mom and phoning my parents were out of town. So I had to phone them and, you know, I phoned my sister and I said, like, I'm by myself. Can somebody like, yeah, can somebody come down? And, but then you're like, well, I don't really know if I want all these people around mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't know how they're going to react and I can't be there for everybody right now. And yeah. I'm just... You know, like, I'm trying to deal with yeah. everything, you know. And then it's dealing with neighbors. So yeah. then mm-hmm. my neighbors see all these people outside of my house. And they, <clears throat> my girlfriend originally that lives right next door to me, <clears throat> she originally thought that something had happened to Matt. 
Mm, okay. <clears throat> and right. that's what everybody thought. Like being like, on a work site, like yeah, there was yeah. an accident, and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff happened yeah. because when by the time everybody woke up, there was only two RCMP cars outside my house. Right, right. So they didn't see like the ambulances and all of that yeah. stuff. While I was waiting, so when things happen early in the morning, it really stinks because nothing is open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens when you have somebody that has died in your home? A coroner. Or a funeral home needs to come and pick them up. Yeah. Well, of course, it's five in the morning and nothing is open. I wasn't allowed back into the room with Lily. They wanted me separated from her. So. Did they want you separated from William too? Nope. That's interesting. Because if they have to rule out homicide. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the point was with that. But I did, uh... Say to your, like the uh, lady RCMP officer that was interviewing me stayed the whole time. And she softened a little bit after I had given my statement a couple mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. and said, you know, this, I, I didn't do anything. This yeah. was just some sort of, like, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So we got a local funeral home from High River to come in to come and take her out of the house. And then he had to take her to the morgue essentially, because they have to do an autopsy on her. I'm shocked that EMS wouldn't take the body. Nope. So I had to wait, I think it was 8.30 or 9 o'clock before he showed up to take her out of the house. So for four hours. Right. And of course, 9 o'clock, people are out and about. And so they're taking this, like they're taking her body out of my house while people are, you know, going to school, going to work, like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. Anyways, back to the... RCMP officer, she softened with me a bit, and I said, well, can you just not leave her alone? Yeah. I don't want her left alone. I said, I'm really sorry if that's out of your comfort zone. I said, but I can't have her alone. Yeah. So she stayed with her the whole time. Like, Aww. she sat in her room with her for, it must have been four hours, three or four hours. And then when she was leaving, she was just a, a mess. Like, yeah. And she was like, I, I've never had to do anything like this before she said I'm so sorry yeah you know I don't even know what to say to you and that's the hard part like people don't know what to say Mm -hmm. yeah and I think what you're going through all that you're like I don't know what you I want you to say either to me right now like I don't know what I feel like you want from me but I don't want you to say anything yeah like nothing you say is gonna make anything better help anything right now and do they explain like what's what's gonna happen when I was talking to the RCMP, they said, so she has to be taken out by somebody that can take them. It's a registered, I don't know exactly the mm-hmm. terminology, right. but they have to be a registered funeral home to take them to the city morgue. Wow. To so she was in Calgary? Yeah. So she was wow. in Calgary. Wow. She was downtown Calgary. And I said, well, how long is that going to take? And I said, like, I don't want her down there with yeah. all these people that have... Like, she is a not even three-year-old girl. Yeah. So, I don't want her down there with, like, people that have died from terrible circumstances yeah. that are terrible people. And yeah. I just don't want her there. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want yeah. her there. Mm-hmm. And so, they said, well, the, the, I don't know if they call it a coroner or a medical, that's the ME. So medical medical examiner, yeah. 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 She was going to get her in first thing. Mm. And I said, okay, well, that's good. But... They had to do an autopsy because of her age. So they have to make sure that nothing, we didn't physically do anything to her, I'm assuming, you know, all of these things. So 
we're told that they take all of these tests from her. So they take tissue samples and they take brain samples and this sample and blood tests and they test for all of this stuff. And they said, well, it'll probably be, you know, six months until we know exactly, you know, if something happened or, you know, anything like that. Six months. Oh my God. Uh, it was closer to a year. <sighs> Because they did specialized testing with her tissues and they sent them to Edmonton. Wow. Because they wanted to make sure there wasn't any sort of weird virus or... Right. So they had to do on all that specialized testing is in Edmonton. I'm pregnant with Thomas. Right. At this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was only four months pregnant and I have this thing and I was raised this way and my mom has always said it and so has my dad, but awful things always happen in threes. And so I was waiting for, you know, to either miscarry Thomas or clearly I didn't since I named him Thomas and he's around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's still here. He's here. Or, you know, something else terrible was going to happen. So I just went into this mind state of, well, I'm just going to lose this baby too. So whatever. Oh my God. And, and Matt was like, no, like you're fine. And, and just, I lost 20 pounds from the time that this happened until my next uh, like doctor's appointment and I can't remember but it was only a couple weeks. Wow. It was bad. Oh my god. And so and I don't carry very large anyways. Yeah. I'm very small and it was a concern. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, absolutely. You know and going through that you can't eat and you can't sleep and you're just in this state of constant you know not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think what helped me a lot was her funeral. And we planned her funeral really, really close to when it happened. So she died, I think, on a Tuesday. And her funeral was on the Saturday. Yeah. Like, we... Yeah. I wanted it to happen very, very quickly. And the other thing is I didn't want her sitting at the funeral home for weeks and weeks yeah. either. Because... Yeah. And this part I had left to Matt. And I said, you know what? It's completely up to you. We can bury her or we can cremate her. But it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Because you have to remember... So... The first time that Matt saw her in two weeks was her viewing. Oh, oh my god. My you god. guys have all been to a viewing and they don't look the same. They don't look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if like, they look good, they don't look right. Yeah, they're like rubberized people. And the funeral home did an amazing job. Yeah. And I said, you know, I wanted her. So I went in at the viewing before and uh, Matt chose to bury her. So we had to do all of those arrangements. Right. So I said, I want to be the only one in there to see her before anybody else does. Yeah. I said, because I am okay seeing her, I will okay you. Yeah. If she looks yeah. okay. Yeah. Because, so they cut her skull open because they had to oh. take brain tissue. They do an autopsy. They have to do big Y. Yeah. And so my concern was, is because we were putting her in her favorite princess dress that her Y was going to show. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's not, not going to be good. Okay. No. So I had this t-shirt that I bought her and she never wore it and it said big sister on it. And so I put that in there with her in case her Y incision showed, but it didn't. They did a perfect job of having it in there. And uh, they did her hair and you got her hair is curly. So they had her hair all washed and done. And the only thing, the only thing they had like um, a lip gloss on her. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, that's coming off. Yeah. And then I asked them to paint her nails pink and they painted them like a grandma pink. (laughs) And I was like, that's not okay. Mm. And the lady's like, 
she looked at me and she's like, it's fine. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. She said, I will bring nail polish of my own. Well, because if you think, you. like, who oh do you God. normally I know. prepare is, like, old people. But I wanted it, like, pink. Yeah, yeah. Like, pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, girly princess. Yeah. Like, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, McKinnis and Holloway is amazing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. really are. But again, you're in this room and I had my parents with me and Matt and I. And they're like, okay, so here's this book of yeah. things to pick. And they were like... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like, well, cool. Like, what would she like? Yeah, like she's a toddler. What do you even... Anyways, her casket was beautiful. It was beautiful. You guys were there. Her casket was beautiful. Yeah. It was like, it was fuzzy. And then it had like inlaid flowers and butterflies in it. So it was like... It looked like a big cotton ball, like yeah. so like Cozy. amazing yeah. on yeah. the outside. Oh. And then it had like all these like embroidered, imprinted like flowers and it was beautiful. Like yeah. it was very, very nice. And oh and that was the other thing. Where are we putting her? Yeah. Oh awesome. So we go and have to make an appointment with the cemetery curator. Mm-hmm. And she comes around and she's like, Okay, so this one's for sale, this one's for sale, this one's oh <laughs> and my I'm like <laughs> And my mom is salespeople. My mom was like, "So this is for our granddaughter," and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like, yeah, it's not like, "Hey, we're here to pick out cemetery plots today." Oh my god, Uh, yeah. So, (laughs) so we got that done, and um, she's actually buried right down from um, a family that we go to church with. So I was like, "Oh," and she's also buried next to another little boy. So. And, like, what is it like having a funeral for a toddler? Not awesome. It's not great. It's not, no. And then, you know what's weird is funerals always bring out weird people that you haven't seen Mm -hmm, forever, mm -hmm. and they just choose to show up, and you're like, oh, hey, Mm -hmm. like, I have to be cordial to you because yeah so i remember going to lily's like first birthday party in your backyard and she had like a little ladybug cake yeah yeah (laughs) so cute Oh oh god yeah ladybugs were her favorite thing but yeah so it's just it's really surreal I don't remember a lot of things I knew that I did not want I did not want certain flowers I was like this cannot be ugly yeah like certain flowers now trigger me with like being super depressive and Mm -hmm. the florist did an amazing job with all of her stuff so that Mm -hmm. was good and so what what was the cause of her death so it's undetermined after just about a year of waiting so there's no reason so they did find traces of rotavirus, but rotavirus doesn't kill people. Right. So, and that was before the, they do it in their mouth. It's yes. oral now. Yeah. It's a, like a vaccine? Like a vaccine. Yeah. Oh. For rotavirus. But it's naturally occurring. It's right. It's one of those things. So, and again, like I said, she had diarrhea. She, like, so it's not really anything I didn't know that she didn't have. And that was it. Oh my God. That was it. So I got those results and I had a doctor's appointment with my doctor and I said, so I got the results and he said, oh, were they inconclusive? And he says, well, I'm pretty sure it was an arrhythmia that she couldn't recover from. So like a heart arrhythmia. And he said, because they sleep so deeply. Yeah. When things happen with their hearts, they're not connect. Like there's connections that are not there. Yeah. And uh, they just don't recover from them, so their heart wow. stops. And with arrhythmias, and you don't, your heart doesn't get back into sync. There's no evidence that that's happened. There's no stress on the heart. There's no bruises on the heart. There's no, you know, like when you have a stroke, you can see all of that yeah. stuff. There's nothing. Nothing shows. 
And so did it have anything to do with her fever? And <clears throat> No. It, wow. just, it just happened. Oh, my God. That's insane. <sighs> That's yeah, terrifying. So... I mean, because your child could just die. Yeah. I guess she was just about four. Sorry, guys. Because she died in 2014. I was just doing the math. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. So a lot of things happened when that happened. And so the funeral was closure for me. It made me feel like, okay, it's done. Like I can kind of move on. But weird things happened to me because I was pregnant. I didn't really deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I just kind of was like, I don't I can't mm-hmm. do this right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of was like, I'll just put it back there yeah. at some point. Look at it some other time. I'll like, no, yeah, like that's not happening right now. And so, and I didn't deal with it and I didn't deal with it and I didn't deal with it. And then we ended up having Thomas and all those postpartum amazingnesses mm-hmm. happened oh, no. after having Thomas. And so I wouldn't say I went like back. Crap crazy, but I did go a little off of the rails, Mm -hmm. and so I needed to get some anti-anxiety medication, I needed to get some different antidepressants, I needed to get, you know, so I needed to just tweak a few things so that I could function, Mm -hmm. because there were times where I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so then that kind of went away for a while, and... I was like, okay, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. good. Moving along. I have all these kids now. I don't have time for this. La, la, la. And I always would hit the four-year mark with my kids, and I would be like, a big sigh of relief would come yeah, over me. Right, yeah. I was like, yep, they hit four, so we're good. Yeah, yep, they hit four, God. so we're good. So every time one of my kids turned four, I was like, we're, I'm good. You're yeah, good now. Clear. Yeah. made it. Like, yeah. did it. <clears throat> it's not so much now, but with definitely with Thomas, definitely with William, and and with John. Yeah. He's now my he's my third son. Did Matt continue <clears throat> to work out of town? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Matt was off. He his work was very amazing. He had six weeks off. Wow. wow. Fully paid, and they were just it was horrific. Yeah. Basically. Oh, absolutely. And did you, you know. take leave? <laughs> no. Oh. No. You were just like, this is fine. I'll I was see off you guys for th- Monday. I was off for three weeks, and then I came wow. back. Wow. And then people are looking at me like, what is happening? Yeah. I saw one of my clients and he was one of my regular clients and he came in and he's like, where have you been? Like, I haven't seen you. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to let you in on a little secret because I don't want a ton of my clients. No. I said, but my daughter actually passed away while I was gone. Oh God. And he was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And so then it's just been this thing right yeah. like it's just and then people find out and then you find out that more people it's happened to yes and it's odd because mm-hmm. you're like well i'm the only one yeah this has ever happened to and then you meet all these people that you've never met before and they're like you know what this happened to me my client came up to me this happened to me 30 years ago wow wow like so it's just you know and i think my clients really helped me get through parts mm-hmm. of that because mm-hmm. But work also did too, because I needed to have some other focus instead of sitting at home. And that's what I said to Matt. I'm like, I can't be at home. I can't be at home. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I need to be working. And so I was only gone for three weeks. Wow. The hardest part, because I had to move William out of the nursery because Mm. Thomas was coming, I had to get her stuff out of her room. And so I think probably the hardest part of this whole thing was packing her room away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And packing her things away. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm like, I'm not okay just giving this away right now. No. So I'm like binning everything. Yeah. I have everything in bins and I'm folding up her bedding. And the only thing I got rid of was her mattress. Right. Like her bed and I still have all of that. And her bin of stuff I haven't been in since I packed it. Wow. Wow, yeah. There are like baby bins. Mm-hmm. Anna's been through her clothes and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I mean like... Baby bins are different. Absolutely. But, you know, that particular, it's kind of like frozen for me, that Mm -hmm. particular piece. Yeah. The hardest part was packing her room up. Wow. My God. And I did it by myself. Matt was home, but I'm not sure if it was hard for him too. So he just kind of let me do it Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. And I was okay with that. I cried a lot. That was the first time I think I had really let everything go. Mm -hmm. And I was just really sad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. really sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever been that sad before. You know what people talk about sadness, but it's just a different level of sadness mm-hmm. that you feel. Yeah. And it's just, it encompasses everything about you. And yeah. you're just sad. Yeah. And everything makes you sad. Yeah. Like we walked down the cookie aisle at uh, Sobeys mm-hmm. and there was, at this time it was new birthday cake Oreos oh, that came yeah, out yeah. and I started to fall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lily would have loved these cookies. Mm-hmm. My therapist warned me. She's like, if you don't let out, like, because when my dad died, I was like, why can't I just spend three days grieving and then move on? Yeah. She was like, that's traumatic. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know. And she's like, if you don't just like let it out a little bit at a time, it's just gonna like, mm-hmm. one day you're gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. And I didn't do that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done that much either. Yeah. It's, as soon as I feel myself trying to cry, I'm like, nope. Like, wrap it up. It's just like a, some sort of process like yeah. it's sometimes your body's like it, your brain plays tricks on you yeah mm-hmm. you're fine yeah. you have all of this stuff mm-hmm. you're fine yeah and then all of a sudden it's your body is like you're not fine. yeah yeah so, so what happened that led to that i didn't have a breakdown i had a I th- it happened right after anna because we'll get into anna mm-hmm. just everything fell apart and I think it was also because I had decided that Anna was going to be my last kid. Right. And so that was it. So you had William, then Thomas. Then, then John. John. Then John. And now I have Anna. And then you had Anna. How were... old was John when you had Anna? But he's just about three. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so you guys were like, let's have one more kid. Yeah, because I was originally going to cut off at 30. And then I was like, I had John and I was like, oh, I'm not like done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had John when I was 31 and then I had Anna when I was 33. So yeah. So it was, I'm like, I'm not just done yet. And Matt's like, okay. Cause Matt would have like a thousand kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, God. Yeah. We'll just keep going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. I actually going. wanted to ask you quickly about, about Matt and your relationship during mm. all of this. Like how, have you grieved completely separately? Do you process differently? How have you very been able... different people? Yeah. You guys know that Matt yeah. and I are very different. I'm very outspoken, outgoing, like very much want to share and mm-hmm. have all of my emotions out there. And Matt's just very close. Mm-hmm. He's very close mm-hmm. to himself and he doesn't, he wants to be strong for us. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't, almost doesn't let himself have certain feelings. During this time, my biggest thing, I looked at him as soon as he got home and I said, do you want to divorce me? Do you want to leave me? Because you think it's my fault. Oh, oh my God. God. I said, it's Ooh. my fault. I did it. I was here. You weren't here. If you want to leave, I completely understand. But you, I, I just want to let you know that it's I was here and it's my fault. Oh, and my God. He was like, I don't even know 
why you would say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, because I've seen enough marriage breakdowns with Mm -hmm. people that have gone through terrible things Mm -hmm. to know that that is a number one or up there cause of why relationships don't work. Yeah. And so he said no. And uh, so we're still together. But as far as, you know, grieving together, and I think at certain times we do, her anniversary is really hard. Like March, March generally is hard for me because it leads up to April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And she died on the 22nd of April. So March is generally hard for me going into April because I just know it's coming. Yeah. And, but he's always been there and he has grieved in his own way, but I don't push him Mm -hmm. to, you know, share with me. And if he wants to share with me, he does. It's not like we have, we're not, we're separate, but we're not separate. I mean, we give each other our own space to do, do us. Yeah. So I chose once I got, had Anna and went through all of my stuff, I chose to go to therapy so that I could deal with everything going on. That's not his jam. So yeah, you mentioned the ladybugs. Ladybugs were her favorite. We find ladybugs in the weirdest places mm-hmm. since this is happened. Like middle of winter, there'll be a live ladybug in our basement. Yeah. Oh or we went to NASCAR and we're sitting at NASCAR in Vegas and a ladybug flies up and lands on Matt. And, and we're in Vegas and it's yeah. hot. And yeah. It's like a mother outside yeah. and yeah. These, this ladybug just sits on him. Oh, that's really sweet. I know. Is, so yeah. like we find ladybugs all over mm-hmm. and my kids will find them and like the early spring they'll, they'll find them mm-hmm. in all the leaves and they're yeah. like look at all these ladybugs we found and uh, so it's just yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cool oh that, that is, is cool yeah, yeah. Special, for so sure. so do we get into anna next or we do like what yeah the breakdown or anna we can't no like, like they kind of go hand in hand yeah because i didn't really have to go to therapy until after yeah a couple months after i had anna mm-hmm. so so I'm on child five. Yes. And mm-hmm. all the ultrasounds are fine. Measuring fine. I 100% do not get the nuchal translucency mm-hmm. test done ever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't what, matter. What is that? I don't. So that is where they measure the fluid in utero between the fetus to see what's behind. That's, is that the needle one? No, that's no. an amnio. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this one is just measurements of mm-hmm. fluid with an ultrasound. Oh, that's usually like the 13-week, right? And yeah. what is so that So determine? like 11 to 13. They mm-hmm. want it done really early. So it's like 8 to 11 weeks they want the okay. nuchal done. Yeah. So what will happen is that that will deter... It'll give you a projection to see what your probability is of having a child with Down syndrome or a child oh. with you know, if there's any abnormalities they can yeah. see with measuring that fluid. Mm-hmm. It's not 100% scientific, like, all the time. Right. Yeah. But and is the purpose of it so that you could make the decision to end the pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. So I... Not that I know that you should... Not that I, like, think that, oh, if it's, if it's a kid with a disability, you would end the pregnancy. No. But, like, that's... Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So there's a risk there, right? That's the point. And... Just as a side note, the moms that I have talked to that have children with their diagnosis, they were pressured to terminate. Interesting. For me, pregnancy is stressful enough. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know whether I have some sort of whatever. Unless Mm -hmm. it's, if it's something, you know, that's in their makeup, 
Like right. they have something that's wrong with their heart or they're mm-hmm. not growing a leg or they're not, you know, yeah. they have three eyes mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. I want to know about, mm-hmm. but you know, my probability of having a child with a down syndrome diagnosis yeah. didn't really, I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no family history of it. I have, I'm not in the age range that they say mm-hmm. is high risk. So I was like, no, I just don't get them done. Yeah. So Anna measured perfectly. All her measurements through the entire pregnancy came back completely fine. Mm-hmm. I did have a late ultrasound and late in my pregnancy because I was showing a little bit larger than mm-hmm. I was, I was measuring larger than I was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And so they sent me in for just a late ultrasound. And the only thing that came back was that her legs were really short. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, well, Matt and I are really short people. Yeah. So. yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Then yeah. Just like, pff, no big deal. And they yeah. weren't like, Oh hey, their legs yeah. are like, <laughs> like dwarfism. Yeah, yeah like no, it it's yeah. like they're maybe a, measuring just a little measuring bit shorter. Measuring just a yeah. little bit shorter. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm only five three, and Matt's only five six on a good day, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not gonna have like yeah, tiny yeah basketball players. Children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fine. So then, like I said, I go to High River for all of my deliveries, mm-hmm. and I just figured this one would be the same. I have really fast deliveries, so her. From getting into active labor and having her was 20 minutes. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. So yeah, it was, was, it's fast. So anyways, they take her and take, put her on the panda warming Mm -hmm. tray Mm -hmm. to do all their vitals and stuff. And standing around her for a really long time. And I'm like, Mm. what's going on? Mm -hmm. And Matt's like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. They're all standing there she's just that cute (laughs) i said well maybe they're training a nurse or they're doing something Mm -hmm. like nobody was really saying anything to me Mm -hmm. so i was like okay like just sit here i guess yeah i'll just wait for my baby so then um they're not bringing her back and i'm looking at matt and i was like something is wrong and he said, no, everything's good. Like, she's alive and she's Yeah, like, you know, she came moving. out crying. Like, she's and, yeah. Yeah. good, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, it's not usually this long that I have to wait for them to come back. Yeah. And so the doctor comes over finally and says, so we're having a few issues with her oxygen saturations. And I said, oh. Okay, so he said, so she's on oxygen right now so that we can get her saturations up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know, whatever. Do what he you said, it's do. probably because of the quick delivery because she didn't have time to adapt from yeah. being She in. got winded from being <laughs> blown out. Yeah. That's like, God, mom, seriously. Holy, <laughs> my lungs didn't get, you know, squished with all this stuff in it so that they're supposed to. Yeah. So... <laughs> I get winded too if I go somewhere too fast. Right? So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So then we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And the doctor comes back and says, so we're still having trouble with her saturations. And I said, okay, like, what does that mean? Yeah. And he said, so what we're going to do is we're going to do, it's basically like a giant FaceTime that they do with a NICU unit at Foothills. Yeah, because they don't have a NICU at yeah. the High River Hospital. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they wheel in this TV, basically. And they yeah. put this TV in front of the panda warmer. <laughs> and they, like, phone these, basically video phone this NICU yeah. team at Foothills. And they're like, so this is happening, this is happening, and... The doctor's like, well, she's really active. You know, it's a good sign. You know, she's moving around. And you can hear all this, right? Like, you're just... Yeah, because it's in the... Like, they're just, like, maybe Mm -hmm. three feet from me. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, they're saying that she's good. He said... So the doctor says, well, give it another half an hour, and if her stats don't... Or if her saturations don't go up, then let's get her into children's. 
And I said, oh. So, yeah. Like, I just gave And you her haven't even seen her at this point. I saw her. No. Like, no. she flew They out. put her on me, and I was like, okay. And then they took her away. Yeah. yeah. And, and then she was just in the warmer the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, again, nothing about Down syndrome had come mm-hmm. to, like, talk to, to me at this point at all. Mm-hmm. So they've called the ambulance, and the ambulance is coming because they're going to transport her to the children's. And um, he's like, well, you can't go. <gasps> and I said, like, heck, I can't. What do you mean? They said, well, you're not the patient. So I couldn't go with her. He says there is a slight, she has the folds of the skin of her insides of her eyes. And I can't remember what it's called, but they're more pronounced. Okay. And he said that is usually a physical characteristic of Down syndrome, but that's the only one she has. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. my kids all look alike. And I yeah. even found an old photo of Thomas and his eyes are like, the, they look exactly the same as Anne. Yeah, yeah. And he said, so we don't know if it's familial or we don't know if it's, you know, if it is Down syndrome, we're going to, you know, we'll figure it out. And I said, excuse me, okay, great. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you're taking my baby like yeah. 40 minutes away. So... The team comes in, puts her in this giant incubator Mm -hmm. that she's on a stretcher, and they stretch her her out. Did Mac get to go with her? No. No, because we're not a patient. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So she's on her way to Children's. It's it's five. I'm going to say five or six at night. Okay. And uh, then my doctor wasn't going to let me go because my blood pressure is through the roof. Well, yeah. Because they just took your baby. And I said, so... My blood pressure's through the roof because you just told me my kid could potentially have Down syndrome. Her oxygen saturations aren't coming up, and she has to go to the NICU at Children's. Mm-hmm. By so herself. what do you think? Yeah. Plus, I just had a baby, and yeah. my hormones are crazy, and all this stuff is going on. Yeah. Did you know that she was a girl before you had her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. And we were excited. Yeah. Because I was like, we started with a girl, and we're going to end with a girl. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh... So he wasn't going to let me go. And I said, well, if you don't let me go, I will leave against medical advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'll give you a night pass. And I'll give you your night pass so that will allow you to go and see Anna. And then, but I want you to come back in the morning at nine o'clock and I want your pressures tested. And I was like, okay, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. So I came back and I knew, I was like, I know what it, I've, I know. Yeah. Like I have never had preeclampsia mm-hmm. I've never had any of those issues and not saying that I never would right but I would know what yeah. isn't feeling okay Absolutely. and also I'm in a hospital so if I collapse I'm yeah. pretty sure the yeah. they're like I'm sorry we have like children here yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh is she over 18 <laughs> no whatever yeah. <laughs> so we get up there and she's hooked to all of this stuff and I didn't get to hold her and I honestly didn't want to touch her because I was like, I'm going to rip something out of you and yeah. I'm scared. And mm-hmm. it's, it was really scary. And yeah. to see her, you know, and you know, the worst part is walking out of the hospital with an empty car seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's looking at you like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, no, that happened like a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Not, that's a, not, that didn't happen this yeah. time. Like, mm-hmm. She just got taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So. But it was hard. And then coming home and not having the baby and having to explain to my kids where the baby yeah, is and yeah. what happened and, you know, all that stuff. So and did you tell anybody that they were 
Not sure if she had Down syndrome? No. The only person I told was my girlfriend, Megan. I phoned her when they said that because I didn't... I didn't want anyone else to know. And I told my parents, I think, like, the next day, I think. I said there could be some... There's some physical traits of Down syndrome. We're not 100% sure. So she's in the children's hospital. And I walk in. uh, I think it was a day the next day. And there's four of them standing around her bassinet. And I walk in. And one of them looks at me. And they're like, is that the mom? And I'm like... (laughs) Hi. What is happening? Yeah. Right yeah. Now. So she said, oh, hi, I'm part of the genetics team. We're just, you know, taking a peek at Anna. These are my, tra- my these are my trainees. Like, these are my students that I'm training in genetics. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. So you just have like five of these kids in staring here. At yeah. like, <laughs> staring at my yeah. child that we don't even have a confirmed diagnosis for. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And so I got a little bit upset and I said, so you're being very presumptuous in all of these things that you're telling me because yeah. we don't have her genetics test back. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if she has traits. Is that the women. only way? Mm-hmm. Mm. Usually because Anna had so few traits. So there's more traits than you would think. When babies are in utero, they open and close their hands a lot. And that's yeah. how you get all of these lines. Oh, in that's interesting. And in your feet. With Down syndrome babies, they don't tend to do that. Like so they have muscle l- low muscle tone. tone. Yeah. 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 Um, so they call them floppy. They're very floppy. So they don't tend to keep their hands closed. Well, Anna has all her creases. They have another one where the toes are separated. So your big toe is separated from the rest of them. And that's a permanent, like they look, their feet look like this. So they oh. look, they have a big gap between their toe, their first toe and their second, like big toe and the little one mm-hmm. and the middle one, second one, whatever. So that's a trait. And did Anna have that? No. And Anna doesn't have that. And she has all the creases in her feet too. So she has no heart issues, which is a huge one mm-hmm. for Down syndrome. They generally have m- big heart issues. She had no digestive issues and she has no... Um, bowel issues or anything like that like nothing Mm -hmm. so I said well you're being very presumptuous and of course they sit you down and it's like so Mm -hmm. you know do you know why we're here and I'm like like just get to it yeah I'm like dude I'm 34 years old can you just get on with it yeah Yeah. do you know what trisomy 21 is Mm -hmm. and I said yes I do Mm -hmm. why yeah She said, well, you know, you know, it could impact quality of life and, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of early intervention. And I said, so you know that she has it for sure? Yeah. And she says, well, no, I don't have your testing back. I said, so I don't want to talk to you anybody yeah, like, until her test is conversation? back. Yeah. yeah. And I basically, my mom was with me and we basically threw her out, yeah. threw them out of my room. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get that testing? But we got it, I think it was two days. Oh, that's fast. Two or three days. Yeah, it's not very... The, se- the term long. genetic testing sounds like you got to ship it away. Yeah. The thing is, is that there can be other complications with Down right. syndrome. So they want to get it. They want to get those tests done fairly quickly mm-hmm. so that they can assess and make sure she doesn't have anything else. Yeah. That could and possibly she, was happen. she in the hospital for that whole time? She was only in children's for four days okay. and then they moved her to self-health. Okay. Which was good because I... Closer. Yeah, Yeah. way closer. And, uh, but she was there for two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. And, I mean, that sounds long, but her little partner that was in the room with her, he had been there because he was only born at, I think he was 24 weeks. Oh, God. 
he was very small wow, when he yeah. got in there. So yeah. he had yeah. been in there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my God, I've been here for like 10 days. I need to get out of here. And his mom is there. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, you're not in days, you're in months now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, for sure. And so what was so, it like? So when they said, okay, this is her test came back. She has Down syndrome. I kind of, my mom got really upset because she was with me. Yeah. And I kind of sat there and I said, okay, what's next? Yeah. And she said, okay, so, you know, that means this and this and this. And so we went over all of the things, you know, slow development, low muscle tone, multiple therapies, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But the thing with Down syndrome is that you don't really know what you're getting. Yeah. It's kind of a mixed bag with them. Well, it's such a spectrum, right? Like, Yeah, it is. Yeah. So you don't really know what they're going to need until they are there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me... When that happened to me, I'm not that person. I'm not okay with not being able to prepare for what needs right. to happen. Yeah, yeah. So Where was Matt? Matt was home with kids. Matt doesn't like hospitals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has severe white coat syndrome. Oh. He does not like it. Interesting. Okay. So he, yeah, I do all that. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. But when we tra- transferred to self-health, he would go for the night shift. Like, yeah. he would go and sit with her and feed her and... All of that stuff. So he's really good. The reason that she had to be there for so long, is it because of her saturation it her stuff? O- it was her, her oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to speak negatively towards the NICU. They were really good. I just feel like she was almost there for too long. Okay. Because they needed her to take an extreme amount, like extreme volume amounts for formula and for breast milk. They needed her. And at this point, because she wasn't sucking very well, she had an NG tube. So she had a feeding tube. So when she wasn't taking the volumes that they wanted her to take, we could finish it with it through her NG. Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with it, Mm. but I'm in a hospital, so I kind of have to go with what they say. But I pushed hard to leave. Yeah. Like by the end of all this stuff, like she was off her oxygen. The only thing that was not happening was she wasn't taking all of this volume. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm done. Yeah. I said, she's off her oxygen. That is the only thing that I need. I got her the day before Mother's Day. Aww. (laughs) Which was like super awesome. They taught me how, so she was still on her NG tube. So they taught me how to do that. Mm -hmm. So I had to do her feeding tube because you have to change them out, which was, it was really funny because when she got home, she took all her volumes by her bottle. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's like, maybe I want to be by my mom all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. Odd, yeah. But she actually ripped her NG tube out after the third day being home and I didn't put it back in. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, she kept taking her volumes. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so she was home. Didn't deal with the DS thing at all. Yeah. Did you like, tell the kids? Did you tell no, people? Yeah. No, like, I didn't tell anybody. I was like, no, nope, I'm not telling anybody. Is it because it didn't matter? Or no, is it it's because I wasn't dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I knew that people were going to have questions and I didn't have the answers. Right. I don't know how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just said, you know what? I'm not saying anything. It's got to be a huge difference from when you find out while you're pregnant and you have time to prepare and you have time to come to terms with it than when you're all of a sudden being told yeah and it was and it was a huge shock for Mm -hmm, us mm -hmm. and i said and i just kept saying before we got the diagnosis i said no she looks just like thomas no she looks just like thomas like i don't know what these people are talking about she looks the same as everybody else yeah like she looks the same as all of my kids i don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah so and it wasn't a denial thing it was a fact of i don't want to answer your questions because i'm not okay with this at right now so i don't want to answer any of your questions Mm -hmm. like did people ask you questions no but when 
inherently when somebody says Anna has Down syndrome, right, you will get questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, did you know beforehand? How'd they find out? What happened? Well, yeah. now what? Like, and what's going to happen stuff. next? And yeah, and yeah. you're like, I don't know. I have like a three month old baby. I yeah. have no idea what's going to happen yeah. now. Like, yeah, zero. Yeah, and I wasn't okay with it, and I wasn't okay with it for a really long time. With wow. Not, I just didn't tell people. Yeah. I'm sure people knew because she, it's she's it, her face is very slight. Like you can't tell. Lots of people that I tell that she has Down syndrome, they're like, no, she doesn't. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. But for us, thankfully, she hasn't had any of the health issues that you know generally come with a Down syndrome diagnosis. There are th- certain things we have to watch for. She's a lot slower with doing things, as in walking mm-hmm. like developmentally yeah. like she didn't pick up the skill yeah so right. walking a uh, big one right big big one like she is more walking more just now how old is she now she will be three in april yeah so but apparently that is mm-hmm. right where she needed to be yeah. you know but there's no sk- you know when you go and take your kids and like well they should be this tall yes. this height they should be doing this la, la, la. there's none of that yeah for Down syndrome, it's not like they should be doing this. Oh, no, graph or chart. No, yeah. and you know, for me, I push my kids a lot, and I'm like, you can do this. You, yeah, you can do it. Just do it. Do it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> just and do it. with her, I'm like, just do it. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have the muscles, mom. Yeah. Right. To physically do it. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> So, oh my gosh. but yeah, so she's walking more now. The speech is one part that I'm a little bit concerned about, but it's not like she can't get her point across. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say a ton of words, but we have done sign language with her. Oh, that's oh awesome. wow. Yeah. yeah. So we do, so we do just basic sign language, mm-hmm. like water, eating, tired, you know, those just main, main ones. And is yeah. it because her speech development is delayed or is her, what's the other term? Like, is she nonverbal? She is verbal. She yammers a lot. She's saying more words now, but it's just, it's slow. Yeah. It's just slow to come. Yeah. So (laughs) then what, like, how did you come to terms with it? I didn't for a really long time. Right. I've had to grow a lot and I've had to let a lot go. Like a lot go in expectations? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't schedule everything with her. And I have had to learn a lot of patience with her and I don't have any of that mm-hmm. yeah so I've had to become really patient with things yeah because it takes them longer and it's just I'm like well this should be happening yeah right. yeah and it's like well it's fine yeah it doesn't matter like it's fine and you know what Matt handled the diagnosis much better than me right much better yeah he's like well she's healthy I'm like no but you didn't hear the part where she has down syndrome <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't matter she has down syndrome yeah, yeah. like but she's, she's healthy. healthy. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. I think my biggest thing is that she, it's hard to say, but it, they're so closed off to what they can do. Right. In society. And mm-hmm. they're treated differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, people look at them and they're scared of them. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest thing, like on my Facebook post this week, I said, if she says hi to you, can you please say hi back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's a huge thing for her. Absolutely. And with our masks all being off now, she's so excited yeah. to see everybody's faces and she just, and everywhere we go, it's hi, and she's wa- she waves, Aww. hi, hi. So if a child, doesn't matter if they have a disability or not. Yeah. If a child says hi to you, say, say hi. hi back. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So in my house, we treat her 
100% the same as I've treated everybody else. Mm-hmm. I've just had to learn more patience. Yeah. And she is stubborn. Mm-hmm. She also gets into everything, which I've never had before. Yeah. Like, I will tell my kids no. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay. Yeah. And I'll yeah. be like, no. Like, no going in here. Yeah. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like, don't mean me, right? My- yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I've never had a kid climb on my counters, on my table. Like, mm. that's what she does. So, oh she'll, so now she's learned that she takes the chairs from the dining room and she'll put them into the kitchen and get onto the kitchen counter. Oh and I'm gosh. like, okay. <laughs> she's resourceful. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. again, with that label, it's... It, the labeling is so hard for me. But it's almost so funny because, like, it could just be her personality. Mm-hmm. That she's just a little bit more adventurous. Yeah. And, like, I didn't have any kids climb out of my crib until Jude. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, nobody climbs out of their crib. Yeah. But it's just because that was his personality. And so it's... But because she's got this this diagnosis, right, it's probably hard to... Because she's labeled. Yeah. And I think, yeah. like, I think representation matters in... I talk about that in the LGBTQ community. I didn't grow up seeing same-sex families mm-hmm. and couples and... But not... We, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right? that wasn't a thing. And so yeah. for Down syndrome, again, like, you, you said people are scared because a lot of, I'd say, the generations before us... They were hidden away. They were sent yeah. away. Mm-hmm. They were portrayed as monsters. Now we're a few generations after that, and it's better. But now there are TV shows and modeling campaigns. I think it's getting better. Mm-hmm. But it's think? still not. It is. Yeah. And kudos to those companies and mm-hmm. those people that are doing that. But it's the same as anything. I mean, even women and how women are portrayed. Yeah. And now there's, you know, all shapes and sizes of women in magazines and in Lululemon commercials and, you know, all these things. It's not just, like, these tight women that are Mm -hmm. physically fit and amazing. But, you know, I, my biggest fear is that she, she can do so much more than collect garbage Mm -hmm. at a fast food place. Yeah. Like, she can do all of that. It just takes time. Yeah. And the unfortunate part is that it takes money. Mm-hmm. And as the government is great with giving us what they give us, but it's just, it's not enough. Right. And what would more do? Like, so for her, not a ton right now. Right. But we are sending her to preschool starting next year. Oh. Um, so she will have her aids every day and she, like, they organize all of that for mm-hmm. us, you know, and I don't know how much that's going to cost me, mm-hmm. but I said, organize it and I will figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you say private daycare, is it specialized? For people, no. okay, it's just... It's a, just a private facility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she's really good, and they're really excited to have her. Mm-hmm. And and like she said, we haven't had anybody with special needs for years. And I said, I need to break that so that people know that they can go wherever they want to go. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have to go just here. They can go wherever they want to go. Yeah, yeah. Because that was my thing. I'm going to take you here. This is where I took all of my kids. Yeah. And this is where you're going. Yeah. And if you can't organize it, then I will organize it with you yeah. and I will get her what she needs so yeah. that she can function in this classroom because that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like she's not going to go without because you're not yeah. equipped. No, and they're not. They're excited. They're so excited. Like, September cannot come fast enough. So anyways, she's great. Yeah. She's crazy. Very sassy. She's so and, cute. But we love her very, very much. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we wouldn't change it. 
Yeah. We wouldn't. Yeah. And I was reading some statistics today and it was like 99% of people that have a Down syndrome child or a sibling would never, ever give them back. And I was like, yeah. that is a huge... Because if I said, hey, William, would you give Thomas away? You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like right yeah, now. I don't like him. Yeah. Like John, maybe 50% of the time. Thomas, none of the time. Yeah. Anna, 100% never giving her away. Uh, so. Have you faced any... Adverse reactions. Sometimes she'll get some looks. I text my friend and I said, oh, well, Anna got her first look today. Her first stare. Mm-mm. And so it's a stare, right? And people are just... And I'm yeah. like, I just looked at her and I said, it's not contagious. Good for you what they do. I was going to say, to have Anna, to have you as a mom. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Those and people, your listeners are like, oh my god. <laughs> but like those people who think that they can stare down her, like they don't know her mom. You were talking about how after you had Anna, like all this stuff kind of came back with Lily. How did you? So I went into a really, really dark place. Mm-hmm. I think it was about three or four months after I had her. And I hadn't told very many people. And I wasn't sharing with people. And I wasn't doing okay with everything and I was in bed and I didn't want to get up and that's ne- I've never had that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. ever ever like even with all that stuff that happened with Lily and I said I'm not okay mm-hmm. and I said to Matt I'm like I'm not okay Matt's like well what does that mean mm-hmm. yeah you're always okay. like you're fine <laughs> yeah, yeah that's scary because yeah. you're always okay yeah yeah like I'm not fine so I said I think I need to go talk to somebody and so I went to a family therapist. We know her, mm-hmm. friends of the family. And um, she helped me a lot. But again, doing all of that, it brings into perspective, you know, what's happened, what is happening right now, and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it, I had to go through, like, my relationship with Matt. And mm-hmm. what does this mean for us? And I'm like, I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But it's all part of it. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't really realize that it was all part of it until I went and got help. And our sessions were really good. And she was really relaxed. So it was good. But again, I realized that I needed that. Yeah. And that's a huge important thing to say because yeah. a lot of people don't realize that they need that. And they're yeah. drowning. Yeah. And they just keep drowning because they don't realize that they need to get help. And yeah. they just think they're that's fun. normal. Yeah. yeah. And that's or- not- yeah, therapy. Get therapy. Do mm-hmm. it. All you do it. Counseling. Yeah. It, like we've been through family counseling and stuff like when I was growing up and they did nothing. Right. Nothing yeah. Yeah. for our family. It's a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Waste of time. And so I was like, you know what? I just, I'm going to go talk to Rhonda and I'm just going to say like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And she can figure out yeah. what we need to talk about, how I can get yeah. better and you know, all this stuff. So yeah. it was, it was really good, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I went and got help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I was putting everything off so long. So Anna has been my tipping point as far as, you know, putting my application in to get into nursing school and doing what I want to do and being able to help people in a capacity where I can actually help Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. And that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken a few different ways about things that have happened to me and why things are important and, you know, that kind of thing. So hopefully with doing this stuff with you guys, Mm -hmm. it helps bring the realization. And I just want to say, like, the feelings that everybody gets when they get a diagnosis of a Down syndrome, autism, like any of those Mm -hmm. diagnoses, it's okay. It's okay to feel the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now what? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I said the R word and I said all of the words. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all she's going to be labeled as is this. And now I have this to deal with. And I looked at Matt and I was like, we're never going to have a retirement. We're never going to be able to be because we're going to have a kid that never grows up and she's never going to be by herself. And like those things are real. And I said all of those things Mm -hmm. and I said them out loud and I said them really loud Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I just want to say that it's okay Mm -hmm. because I felt that way. Yeah. And everybody that I've talked to, they've said they've said they've felt the same way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, And then so... Matt and I don't carry the Down syndrome gene. Right. Because that was my biggest thing. Okay, so who has the gene? Because that means our kid, my boys have it. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so I need to know if they're going to have babies. Mm-hmm. I have to tell them that they yeah. have a risk of this happening. Mm-hmm. Matt and I don't carry the gene. Interesting. So that means the boys don't have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, so this just happened because? Yeah. So then you're like, so you gave, you made one of my kids die. You gave one of my kids this, like... Disability chromosomal or, yeah. abnormality. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why all of this? Yeah. I was and yeah, I was mad. Yeah. You get mad. Absolutely. But it's okay. I have to come. I like it's okay to feel that it way. It is. Yeah. But you say all of the awful things and you say all the terrible things out loud and you just you say them all and you just feel terrible for saying them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just it is what it is. Yeah. But I just want to say that. Everybody has those feelings and it's completely normal to have those feelings. I've told my Anna's physiotherapist, I'm like, if any mom needs to talk to me, just give out my number. <laughs> but just tell me who's calling me because I hate being like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What? What? Sorry? Oh, we're friends because our kids have Down syndrome? Awesome. Okay. Hey. Have you made a nice community? Like, has there been a community? I have a few yeah. close friends. I don't. This is going to sound really bad, but just because you have a kid with a Down syndrome doesn't yeah. mean we're going to be best, best friends. Best friends. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just because you have a son and I have a son doesn't mean we're gonna be best friends yeah yeah it's not a not a thing yeah so you're not gonna vibe with everybody yeah Yeah. there are a few that i share a lot with Mm -hmm. and it's really funny because i don't see hardly any of them but we chat quite a bit about Mm -hmm. what's going on and and their kids are a few years older than anna so i can you know kind of troubleshoot off things and you know but Anna didn't get teeth for a really long time and I was like is this a thing or should I be concerned like does she have teeth are they coming in yeah she's a year and a half and has one tooth what is happening yeah Yeah. so that was one and you know just certain things right so but yeah it's it's a different and yes there's a a diverse and huge community of for down syndrome and and no I haven't been super involved Mm -hmm. and I would like to be but there is massive supports for it, and I'm so happy that there is. And it's the same with autism. There's so many supports for that now mm-hmm. that people didn't have even five yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I did say to Matt, I said, like, it's, I I feel good that we had her in this era mm-hmm. as opposed to in, I my post today, 1960, they only live until they were 10. Wow. Oh God. And now they have life expectancy up to 60. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a 74 year old man that's living with Down wow. syndrome right now. Wow, wow. Yeah, I think he's still alive. But yeah, 74. Yeah. When in 1960 it was age 10. Gosh. Wow. wow. So yeah, there's a lot. It's, it's great. It's nice to have the community there and to be able to utilize it when you feel like you need to. Oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, I'm so. so glad that you shared. This, that you shared. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Sorry, it's a lot. <laughs> You've had a lot happen in the last. Mm-hmm. 10 years 10 years well thank you so much yes thank you jen 
As I start yawning and stretching. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I sorry. Like, sorry, I bored you. Rude. No, I just get like I sit so still, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, now I gotta like. <laughs> oh, you're like a my cat. Body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just stretch it out. <laughs> like really go. engaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, um, thank you. I'm gonna hit... Hey, hey Michelle. Carling. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hey. Are you going to say your signature thing? No, I was literally <laughs> waiting for you. What? Jen, thank you so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> but seriously, thanks. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Uh, I love her attitude. I love her, like humor that she can still find in all the tragedy and her just like real bluntness and you know trying to make people feel less alone with yeah with how they're feeling yeah it's great 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 you guys i looked it up it is without further ado ado oh okay. to mean let's not wait a minute longer i would like everyone to go back to the end of our intro and listen to how, how aggressively carling said bye to everybody <laughs> apparently i was very aggressive and i'm sorry it was like a whole bye felicia she's like bye if anybody felt victimized by my fair my sign off yeah. in the intro i am honestly really sorry okay good i think they appreciate that yeah and you know they say do the best you can until you know better then do better all right that's all follow us on social media all right do it and oh my god this week is our two-year anniversary <gasps> have happy we planned anything happy anniversary we have planned nothing 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 life is so crazy oh we're so gonna crazy. do something i don't know if it'll actually be on thursday which is our two-year anniversary march yeah. 31st but stay tuned all right yeah i'll and stay tuned you guys have the week you want okay if you want to follow our saga, the school saga. Yeah, stay tuned. If you're listening to this TikTok. on Tuesday, like, check out tomorrow when we march into that <clears throat> with yeah. our blazing rainbows. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Was that more friendly? That was very nice. Bye. Bye. bye.